Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're nothing but a good neighbor and all they do is tear you down and yell at you and complain, at some point you just want to get some revenge. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I taught a kid a swear word. On the train yesterday, a woman and her kid were traveling with me. It's a 36-hour train, so obviously the kid was getting restless and cooped up. So he started running up and down the coaches. Didn't mind, I know it can be hard. But then, when the kid started eating, he ate snacks quite a lot. He was tired from all the running, so the mother had the guts to take the snack packs from him and say, If you eat too much, you'll become like that lady while pointing at me. I said, excuse me? She replied by saying, you know how it is, while parenting kids. A few minutes later, she pushed the kid towards me and said, play with her while I talk on the phone. I didn't sign up for the impromptu babysitting. I taught that five-year-old a swear word. It's a common word, used on the streets a lot, but bad enough that parents cover kids' ears when it's thrown out. The kid starts running again, but this time chants that swear word. You know how it is with kids. They learn a new word and keep saying it over and over again. Everyone in the coach looked at the mother, judging her because that word is definitely not something respectable people speak in public. Apparently the word is a Hindi word for somebody that sleeps with sisters. Honestly though, it's hilarious because if somebody dumps their kid on you, it's such a harmless way to get back at them for trying to dump them off. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, three decades later, petty revenge. My brother's a few years older than I am. When we were young, we lived in a rural area and had to walk places often. The school bus stop was a quarter mile away, for instance. Without fail, he would always walk faster than I would. Not just three years older and longer legs faster, but he would push the pace so that I would have to jog or run and struggle to keep up, all the while yelling at me for being too slow. 30 plus years later, I'm living overseas and my family comes to visit. My brother arrived a couple days earlier due to his vacation schedule at work. I played tour guide. In the intervening years, he's gotten a bit out of shape. Now, I'm not about to run a marathon, but as we're walking around town, I notice that he's breathing heavily, puffing away trying to keep pace. He asked me to slow down. I did, for a moment. But consistently throughout the day, I kept ever so slightly increasing my pace. 30 plus years, Petty, but revenge at last. Considering it's your brother, after a while of doing this and them breathing heavily, that's when he should have laid into them and said, come on, keep up. Our next story is, got my ex-roommate's new roommate banned from coming on our workplace property. Here's some petty revenge for you. In November, my roommate of one and a half years decided to evict me so that her friend could move in. I complied and I moved out. However, it hasn't stopped them from pretty much harassing me while we're at work since my ex-roommate and I work together. So I finally got fed up. I was at work and outside, vaping on my break, and could loudly hear her and her friend talking crap about me. Well, once my ex-roommate went back into the building, I went ahead and took snapshots of her, holding her phone and she kind of incriminated herself. 
because she was holding her phone in a position that almost made it look like she was taking pictures of me. I went straight to security and I told them her license plate number and that she was taking pictures of me and it made me very uncomfortable. When they put on the security cameras, obviously with the angle they couldn't see the screen on her phone, but I could see that she had her phone in her hand at the time and I said she was taking pictures of me and I took pictures of her. Needless to say, my ex-roommate is now having to Uber to and from work because her friend is no longer allowed on the property. Our next story is, fire me? Good luck getting a new job. So this story was 22 years ago, but I remember it very well. I was working at a large size toy store that's no longer around. I was hanging out with a friend at his house when a friend of his came over and she was in tears. I worked with both of these people at the toy store. The girl who was crying was dating one of the managers at the store and they had just broken up. I spent all night consoling her even though I really didn't like her, but apparently he was cheating on her and I felt bad for her. Anyways, the next day, the manager called me at the store when I was working and chewed me out and fired me for telling lies. He could get away with it because the woman he was cheating with was the store manager. It was an open secret kind of thing. Now, I don't recall mentioning what happened that night, but I figured that I was fired, so I walked out and tried to find a new job. Anyway, I heard through the grapevine later that he was stealing PS2s and selling them to people out the back of the store and pocketing the money himself. Well, apparently that was something that his store manager girlfriend didn't know about, and he got fired and she got demoted. Anyway, a bit after this happened, I ran into him at another toy store that he was looking for a job at. He starts talking to me like he and I were friends, and it took all of my patience not to wring his neck there and then. Anyway, I left the store and I wait until he leaves and then I ask to speak to the manager at that store. I tell him exactly what happened at the store we both worked at. I don't know if it had any effect on his not getting hired there, but I never saw him working there. What I do know is that he got a job at a new place and when I saw him working there, I found the store manager there and mentioned what happened at the other store. I never saw him working there again. Yes, it's petty, but darn it, it felt good. All I can say is, is if you make some enemies, sometimes those enemies will try to follow you for life. This next story is, I've been waging psychological warfare against my ex, and it's starting to work. So, to give context, I was with my ex, let's call her Jerk, for a good while, and I hated every moment of it, to be honest. Jerk was extremely, extremely jealous of everything to the point that Jerk would try to cover my eyes to not see other girls on TV. And she strictly only wanted to watch anime so she wouldn't worry about my gawking at other girls. One time I was at work washing dishes, we worked together, and a coworker of ours came over to show me a picture of this girl he's going after. Not a revealing picture, literally just an Instagram picture of her, fully clothed. I didn't think much of it and barely even looked at it. The moment Jerk found out, she went into a crying frenzy. And it took, I kid you not, over three hours for her to stop. And she was wanting to break up with me the entire time. Because a co-worker showed me a picture of a random girl. There were many more problems with us, but that was the main big one that affected our everyday life non-stop. I would be lucky if I went more than two days without being berated because she thought I looked at another girl. She even made me stop talking to my best friend's sister, who had recently passed away and who also lived across the entire country 
because she might think I might cheat on her with her. So we eventually break up and it was not pretty. She legitimately tried ending me with a loaded gun and in defending myself I hurt her pretty bad. Everyone was saying that I should fight the case but I knew it was her word against mine and no one sides with a man in a domestic abuse situation. So I took a plea, a couple months in jail and a bit of probation. Really, really freaking sucks. I thought of many different ways I could get back at her, but never wanted to do any of them because I just wanted her gone. But recently, I've been employing a tactic that seems to be working. Some more context, she lives with her family in a studio apartment above their garage. Honestly, not a bad place, but nothing's enough for her and hates it. We always talked about living off-grid in a tiny home with lots of area for her dogs to run around, having solar and wood heating, and it was her one dream to become a carpenter and work with wood and for us to build our tiny home by ourselves. This is extremely unrealistic for her and myself at the time and was nothing more than the distant goal we had. Before we broke up, we both saved up 20000 to put towards this, but also for a van trip we were going on. And by the way, she stole lots of that from me when we broke up. I heard from a friend of ours that she went on that trip after we parted and spent all of her money and is now working with another friend as a lifeguard. Jerk always said she would hate to work as a lifeguard and would only do it if she absolutely had to do it. Me on the other hand, I'm doing quite good. I moved back in with my parents and helped them build their house. I'm working with my dad building cabins for a living and learning lots of valuable skills. Skills she wanted to learn deeply. And on top of it, I built a tiny house on their property far away from their house for extremely cheap because my dad and I milled all of the materials and barely bought anything. I have dogs that can run freely and don't need to be chained or confined, which hers do and she hates it. And I'm saving money living off grid with solar panels powering what little electricity I use and gravity fed water from one of the many springs on the property. I don't pay any taxes for it because it's my parents property and only need to pay internet as a monthly bill because it's wood heated. In essence, I'm living the picture perfect life she and I always dreamed of and one she wanted more than anything in the world. So I've been posting about it on social media like crazy to make sure she sees it. I took a video to her and made it into a nice video with lo-fi music from her favorite anime and put it over it. I'm posting pictures and captioning them how grateful I am to be living with so much property and open land for my dogs to run around, bragging in every way I can about my situation, all just to piss her off. And that's all I ever post. I've never been active on social media, and she knows that. So she definitely knows that I'm doing it just to rub it in. I thought she would have deleted me soon after I posted a couple of times, but she hasn't. According to my friend who's still friends with her, it's driving her crazy, and she's been getting more and more depressed the past month, which is when I started posting. So I know it's working, and I'm going to keep it up. Screw you, jerk. The best revenge against somebody that wishes you ill or hopes you don't succeed is living fantastically. Just you living well is revenge enough. Our next story is, don't call the concierge a little girl. My girlfriend, you, is a concierge at a high-end Niagara Falls hotel. Lately, I've gotten in the habit of picking her up after work. Because of this, I've had the pleasure of watching her deal with jerk customers and today's was just so juicy I had to share it. 
Yu was working at the check-in desk. That's part of her duties, so you can guess she deals with a lot of nuts. I was just chilling in the lobby making googly I love you eyes at her while she was checking in a customer when this guy walks up and says hey to grab her attention. You said, sir, I'll be with you in a moment after I finish checking this guest out. Guy didn't like that answer and snapped his fingers in her face several times and said, hey little girl, I need help now. You gets this look in her eyes. Sometimes it's a look of pure sass and hate. It's something I like about her. Yu raises her hands and did exactly what the jerk said. Snapped her fingers and said, Hey little boy, I'm currently with a guest. You're going to have to wait a few minutes for me to finish. The guy was in shock and shut his mouth and waited. Well, he got up to the front and went on a rant about how she treated him and that he's a premium customer. Yu was in full smiles customer service mode. She looked up his booking and said, So you have the basic economy room today, sir. The guy decided to be pushy and said, Well, you're going to be upgrading me at no cost for the trouble. You said, Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. I can upgrade you, but there's going to be an upcharge. The guy decided to be prickly and said, Well, how would you like it if I cancel my booking? You replied with, So, sir, you want to cancel your booking? The guy doesn't know you and you is spicy. Another thing I love about her? The guy said, Well, I will if you don't upgrade me now. How's that going to make you look? And you put on a worried face and said, So if I don't upgrade you right now, you're going to cancel? The guy said, Yeah, that's right. You smiled and said, Okay, sir, I understand. You did something on the computer, looked up and smiled and said, Okay, sir, you're all fixed up, you're good to go. Have a nice day. This guy has a confused look on his face and said, What? You said, Oh, I canceled your booking. The guy was not happy and realized that his jerkish behavior is not going to get him any free upgrades. The guy gave up and said, fine, I'll take my room. Yu goes back to her computer and looks up with a big smile to say, unfortunately, sir, we're fully booked for the night. Yu just smiled and told him to have a nice day. The dude got full on pissed and said he needs to speak to the manager. Once again, Yu replied with a smile and pointed to her name tag. Oh, sir, I'm the manager. The guy didn't get anything he wanted, the guy didn't get to stay in the hotel, and I got to watch my girl in action. Some side information, I'm very proud of you, she just got her promotion about a month ago. Her drive always impresses me. I love it, does not take crap from anybody. I'm glad that this place gives her the leeway to act like that. This next story is free shipping revenge. A year or two ago, I purchased a pair of pants that my spouse really liked on me and she encouraged me to buy another pair or two. We couldn't find them in any local stores but did find the manufacturer's website. The manufacturer is located in the Canadian province of Quebec and they offered free shipping within Quebec but not to the rest of Canada. Fine, whatever, I'm located in Ottawa so not far from portions of Quebec. When I was filling out the web form to order the pants, I found out that they wanted about $30 to ship to Ottawa. I was trying to figure out if I could pick the pants up the next time I drove through Quebec, if I could have them shipped to someone just on the other side of the border, etc. While I was placing the order, my spouse's BFF was over for a drink, and when I told her, she just said, have them shipped to her cottage, out in a small little town in the middle of nowhere, Quebec. Since she doesn't have a mailbox at the cottage, All filled deliveries just go to the local post office, which she would pick up for me in the next couple of weeks. 
So, I shipped them to her cottage. When I filled out the form, I listed my Ottawa address as the billing address and my friend's cottage as the ship to address. Well, a few days later, my new pants arrived in Ottawa without being shipped to my friend's cottage. I guess they realized that shipping to a major center in another province was going to be cheaper than nowhere Quebec. If you were feeling particularly petty, you could give them a hard time about this. Thankfully, this is... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. On potential screw-up that worked out for the company. I mean, what if you really did want it to go to nowhere Quebec? This next story is... I asked my husband to buy us some coffee we would both like, so we could drink it together. We were attempting to reconcile after his affair. He needed to kill some time while I was having outpatient surgery. He didn't like the last coffee I had bought and was going to his mom's house for coffee. So he buys a huge bag. When I make coffee, he pours a cup and leaves, then complains about not spending time together. When I go back to work, the whole bag is missing. I have to stop for gas station coffee on the way. He took it to his mom's and resumed his coffee drinking there. He's done this with other things like my allergy meds and food that I was planning to take to work for lunch. So now I'm in the process of moving out. The coffee I'm leaving is about 75% decaf. Our next story is co-worker treating me like crap after I called her out for lying on medical documents. Really stinks for her now. FYI, I work in a vet office. Last week, a coworker accidentally threw two urine samples away that we got on pets. The owners already paid for them, unfortunately. We should have refunded them or called to get another sample. Instead of doing that, a different coworker thought it was a brilliant idea to enter random results as if they were normal. She's been at this place for like four years and definitely knows better. Not only are the owners getting ripped off, but we could easily miss something wrong on someone's pet. 
I was fuming, so I sent an email to my hospital manager and supervising doctor stating that it was falsifying medical records and it's not right to the owners or the pets. The doctors got back to me and thanked me for looking out for the pets and said the issue would be addressed. Fast forward to this week, said coworker has been a real jerk and super short with me. I've been civil and chose to just ignore her, but I'm tired of the attitude. I took some tuna juice we have for the cats and accidentally got some on her purse. I feel a gringy smile coming on just thinking about how mad she'll be when she can't figure out what the awful smell is coming from. As the title suggests, it really stinks to be a lying jerk in my presence. Surely it must still be like very illegal for falsifying medical records even if you're a vet, right? Is it still upheld to the same degree if it's falsifying pet medical records? Our next story is, complain about my mail in your mailbox? Okay, no more mail for you. So this happened a week or so ago, and it's a little bit of a complicated backstory, so bear with me for a minute. I recently moved into a new apartment, and the old tenant was doing some shady slash illegal stuff. Illegal sublet, a whole other story about that which doesn't fit in the sub so I won't go into much detail. But a family friend was renting their apartment from them while they lived down the hall in another apartment. Important for later. So when the illegal sublet was evicted, they, call them S from now on, were still renting and were now my neighbor. So S still had the key to my mailbox. And when I went to get the key from S, they told me that they had made a copy of the key and would like to keep using my mailbox for a little bit, since their family friend was still receiving mail to my apartment. Yes, yes, I know, but at that point, I couldn't do much, and as a new renter slash neighbor, I was trying to be friendly, so I agreed and just asked that they leave any mail that was for me in my mailbox, and once their family friend had sorted the mail to return the key. All in all, it seemed like a nice enough person. Fast forward a couple of months, and I receive a text message from my landlord saying that she had received a text from her previous tenant, S, my neighbor complaining that my mail was in her mailbox and wasn't being removed and to fix the issue, including a picture of said mail. My landlord asked me to resolve this mail issue and I responded very confused because 1. The picture S sent to my landlord was mail I know for a fact was in my mailbox because I recognized the name, wasn't my mail to begin with, and I'd been leaving it in my mailbox assuming it was for her family friend. Two, I knew it was in my mailbox because it was addressed to my apartment as well. I was just dumbfounded that S would complain and lie to my landlord when I was the one doing her a favor in the first place. Like, it's not S's mailbox, it's mine. And why your family friend is still getting mail delivered here? After more than a year, I've been there for about 7 months, plus the time it took for inspections and renovations after the eviction is beyond me. Now, I was also doubly pissed because S has my number, they live down the hall from me, why wouldn't you do the neighborly thing and reach out to me first, before going over my head and to my landlord? So here's my petty revenge. Along with S's family friends still getting mail sent to my mailbox, S was getting mail delivered there too. S had lived there before, I don't know why S had never updated their mail to their new apartment a couple doors down, so I put a hold on all mail coming into my mailbox. I checked with the USPS and when a hold request is put in place, it's not just for yourself or you and your significant other, it's for any mail addressed to that address requesting the hold. Oh, and the hold I requested was for 30 days. 
any longer and you have to fill out some special request forms or something, I don't say a word of this to S. What I've done is perfectly legal and since S wasn't neighborly to me, why should I return the favor? Now, I don't really care since I never get anything important in the mail anyway. I have everything come through electronically and tax season won't be for another couple months. Those do come in the mail for me. I've also requested that after the hold period is up that I go and collect all the mail in person at my local USPS. So I walk in, collect all my mail addressed to me and anything else I write return to sender and drop off in the outgoing mailbox. I haven't heard from S at all, but I can only smile when I think of them repeatedly checking the mailbox, only to find it empty again and again. Does anybody else think this whole arrangement from the beginning was weird and it shouldn't have even have been done? This next story is, German-speaking woman makes fun of my co-worker's weight, so I give her a taste of her own medicine. Without going into too much detail, I work at a reasonably high-end clothing store in a major American city with a lot of tourists from around the world. Not Gucci or anything, but it's $120 pants and $300 jackets. We have some casual items, but it's mostly business casual to suiting. Another important note is that of the stores that still have women's suiting, we're one of the most size-inclusive. We go from double zero to 14 or 16 in store, which is extra extra small to extra large or extra extra large. We have petite and tall in the store. Online we go up to 22. With the background out of the way, here's the story. One day a couple comes in, speaking to each other in German. I speak German and our store likes to go above and beyond to form customer relationships. I tell them I speak German, in German, so if they need any help, let me know. They wave me off and continue talking. It's a small store, so I can hear them clearly, even when I go work on straightening up a stack of clothing. They're now crapping on one of my coworkers because she wasn't dressed right for her weight, mainly laughing about her sleeve length and the fact that her elbows were showing. I don't know. People are weird and mean. She doesn't understand because she doesn't speak German. And customer is king in a store like this, but it is frustrating. Anyway, this woman selects a couple of shirts and goes to try them on. A little while later, she comes to me and asks me for the next size up for a couple of shirts. I look at the tags, size 8, and our store goes up to 14 or 16 in the store. I go to search for the next size, but don't find it for any of these shirts. This woman's come right before school starts, and right after the swearing in for new lawyers, cops, and citizens, I think. Both of these events mean that tons of women are coming in looking for suits, and our store knows it. There are big discounts. Additionally, it's right after the pandemic, work from home arrangements eased up. Tons of women came in saying they're headed back to the office and needed new suits, basically from size double zero to eight. It was hit or miss if we had an item in your size. Past size 10? Pretty much everything was gone. So I go back to her and tell her we don't have the larger sizes in store, but that we have a full size run, including the next size up, online. Not a lie at all, and we're encouraged to tell people about the online store. She's shocked. This woman who was making fun of my coworker for being overweight is now told that she's too big for the clothing here. She turns red, then huffs and leaves with her male partner in tow. I never lied. I did as we were trained, I just never explained to her like I do most people that this was a busy time and we would restock soon and have all the sizes back. 
Part of me feels bad because obviously it sucks when you're too big to shop in a store. I have family members that can only look at clothing in the stores and then they have to go look for the shirts online, and I hate how watching that affects them. Part of me doesn't feel bad because, honestly, if she is going to be that mean to people, she deserves to know how it feels. Particularly because those family members I mentioned, one of them does actually hate the way her elbows look and gets really self-conscious about it, wearing long sleeves no matter how hot it is. So, yeah, there's my petty revenge against this lady for being mean to others about their weight or dress. See, I just don't understand why people have to act this way, and they think that because people don't understand their language, they have a full excuse just to say it out loud and proud too. Our next story is, you want to be rude? Watch me being petty. I've worked in a customer-facing job in the past, so I always try my best to be polite and pleasant towards people in general, but this man, Jesus, he was just a jerk for no reason. I was traveling in the Netherlands and decided to stop by one of those charming coffee shops around the outskirts of the city. I was a bit hungry so I sat down and decided to check if there was anything I would like to eat. I've asked for a menu and the waiter looks at me like I was an alien asking that and in a rude way says, we don't have one. I saw another couple with one, whatever. Well, I went after him and asked for a cappuccino, to which he says, you wanted a menu for a cappuccino? He then goes inside and starts talking with someone sitting at the counter. Note how loud he was, I was sitting outside, and proceeds to laugh out loud while I could understand the words cappuccino and menu. Ten minutes later, I've got my coffee, which was thrown on the table and spilled partially on the plate, and when the waiter goes back in once again, I hear more laughs around the words cappuccino and menu. When I finished it, I waited around 5-10 to minutes to ask to pay, but as he was still inside talking about the same subject and laughing, I decided to go in. He comments something that leads me to think he told the man at the counter he was talking about me. I just leave a 1 euro coin at the counter and proceeded to leave. The waiter started yelling that the coffee was 3.50, not 1 euro, to which I said, but you didn't have a menu, so I just thought here, we decided how much we wanted to pay, and left. All I could hear behind me was the man at the counter laughing his butt off. He didn't come after me. This must have been some kind of like nepotism thing because how does somebody act like that as a waiter and still have a job? This next story is convenience store shenanigans. Some years back, I had a friend working at a convenience store. To prevent theft, many gas stations and convenience stores don't accept large bills, particularly at night. Anyways, there was this guy who would always come in, buy a scratch and lose ticket, scratch it on the spot, right in the way of other customers if there were any, and cash it in if he won. He'd usually buy some other stuff too, like cigarettes, etc. He was generally quite rude, particularly if my friend asked him to step aside to let other customers move up. He was certain that this ticket would be a winner and he didn't want to have to line up to cash it in. One day he comes in, pays his last $5 or whatever for the ticket, as per usual, and stands there scratching the darn thing. Lo and behold, the jerk wins $50 and demands his cash right then and there. So my friend takes the ticket, scans it, and hands him a crisp $50 bill from the till. Accepting large bills was discretionary. It depended how much cash was in the till, etc., and someone had earlier paid with it. Then the jerk asks for his smokes and whatever else he was getting, and proffers the $50 bill. Sorry, my friend said, tapping on the sign beside the till. At this time of night, 
we can't accept 50 and $100 bills. He never did see the jerk in the store again. Honestly, the most surprising thing of this story was that they never saw him again. For somebody that keeps buying scratchers, you think that they would get over that very quickly and come back plenty. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.